Whatever their reason is, there are people who decide it's their place to tear other people down on social media. It recently happened to me, so I'm going to share the comment that was posted on my Instagram and how I handled it. I hope if this ever happens to you or someone you know, you can use these tips. I think you'll be surprised by what I'm going to say. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast. And I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Look, when I look back on high school, one thing always bothered me. There seemed to always be that person or small group of people who were just mean <laughs> for no reason, stirring up drama when it didn't have to happen. Now, I kind of thank goodness that we didn't have social media back then, but as I've raised children in this day and age and my daughters specifically got older, I saw the same thing with people in high school when they were there, tearing others down for no reason, but now it's public on social media. We know that social media is such an easy platform for people to share their unfiltered thoughts, right? Right as they pop into their head, sometimes downright mean comments, their thoughts, their beliefs, without pausing to even think first, <laughs> right? It's just like, I'm maybe having a bad day and I'm just gonna go blurt it all out on social media or react to something someone else said. And look, I've learned a ton of lessons in my life and in business about rejection and how to keep going. <laughs> but when I first started Joy of Marketing, on social media specifically, I was so nervous to say anything that could rock the boat or, or that someone could just jump on and attack. Look, I've learned a ton of lessons in my life about rejection and how to keep going. But yet still, when I started Joy of Marketing and I and social media became a thing, I was so nervous. Like someone may say something mean or criticize me. <laughs> and so I didn't post much, if at all. And then I realized to help people and make change for people's lives and their families and to get their attention the right people, right? The ones who I could help and I so desperately know that I, I can help them, I had to be a little polarizing, right? I had to take a stand for something because if you're just blah, 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 vanilla as a leader, it doesn't serve anyone, right? Because no one listens. It just becomes part of the blah, blah that's out there in the world. For me, what that looks like is the great dislike of digital files. <laughs> you hear me say it all the time, ditch the digitals. I had to be okay with letting the world know where I stand as a creative and as a photographer, and especially for me as a woman, with this policy, which also goes hand in hand with making money. Making money. Because here's the thing, 
that's my job. I'm teaching people how to run a business. And by definition, a business is trying to make money. So we talk about money here. This is a business podcast, right? And so you guys are listening to it and hopefully you are running businesses. And I've had people say, oh my gosh, I love your podcast and I don't even have a photography business. I have a different kind of business, which just thrills me. But here's the thing, in my personal life, I don't go to parties, talk about, oh, I made a bunch of money today, (laughs) right? That's not appropriate cocktail conversation. But here on social media where we're doing business and I'm coaching photographers and I'm mentoring them on how to build a life doing what they love, that is what makes me super excited. And I get cards every single week from photographers thanking me for being a part of their growth and changing their lives and giving them a way to show their children that they can go for their dreams, maybe getting out of a bad situation or being able to get out of debt. Like I get those letters every single week and it thrills me to no end. I know that what I'm doing is helping people, which gets me up every day and motivates me. So let's get into it, right? Because you're like, Sarah, what was said? What was said? I'm going to give you a couple parts of this message that was sent to me um, in a public place, right? But here's a direct quote. And it said, quote, you should be ashamed of teaching. This is highlighted. Sorry, this kind of attacks some of you guys too. But it says, ignorant new photographers, how to take advantage of people, money with no skills, I think that's a separate sentence, but it was all put in there together. You should be ashamed of teaching ignorant new photographers how to take advantage of people, money with no skills, right? Like, I guess that's what she's putting through her filter and and that's what she's thinking about what we're doing here as we're changing lives. And I heard a quote recently that was credited to Tony Robbins and it really resonated with me. It said, all communication is either a loving response or a cry for help. Whenever things like this are said to me or at me or directed toward me, I try to use that filter. And especially when the haters come out on social media, because I want to see if there's something of value in there. Like I can tell this person is probably hurting and feeling frustrated and beaten down. And so I can take away the mean parts of the comment and ask myself, like, is there anything of value here? So I'm going to do that a little bit for you here today. But after I read this comment, my first reaction was, why would someone feel this way? Upset that there's someone in the industry teaching new photographers how to make money in their business. Now, the way she said it, how to take advantage of people. I mean, that's something we can address in a minute. But but why would someone feel this way, right? Because I raised children and when they were in a brand new sport, the first thing I did was I invested in getting them a coach and getting them some skills, right? Even if they're in that sport and they are really not good and they seemingly have no talent, I still wanted them to have that experience and grow as a person. And I'm grateful that there were people out there who I could give my money to who would do that for them, right? Because I didn't have that skill. If your child is behind in school and they're not doing well, what do you do? You hire a tutor. You get them the help they need and encourage them because you never know what they're truly capable of. And for me, there are people out there who desperately want to make money with their cameras. And gosh, it might be the thing that saves their lives. 
right? It, it, it gets them out of bad situations, gets them out of debt, lets them dream bigger and takes the stress off their body, right? It might even improve their health because they're feeling better about themselves and, and not turning to other ways of buffering and, and numbing the pain, just numbing their way through life. Why are they not deserving of having a coach who can help them learn to make money the right way instead of just let's all pull the industry down, right? And let's teach everybody how to discount or give it all away. I feel like we're doing a service to the industry here. And listen, she mentioned that we don't teach photographers how to improve their photography skills. We teach them the business side. So listen, just because we don't teach photography doesn't mean that it's not important to us. And also, look, it's readily available for photographers all over the internet. You can Google, how do I learn about depth of field? And you can get all kinds of videos or how do I use a simple reflector? We do have a course that we gift to our students in our programs so that they can get up to speed on basic things. But what we find is that when students come into our programs, they're so inspired by the kindness of the advanced photographers that they start to believe in themselves and the quality of their work goes up, right? Without even having a ton of instruction because they start to care, right? We know that a body in motion stays in motion. So if starting with business first gets them in motion to become better photographers, heck yeah, and what I have found both as a mentor and as a mentee, right, as a student, because I'm always going to be investing in my own mentor because study after study shows that when we invest in coaching, we can get further faster, right? But what I've learned by being both the mentee and the mentor is that being in the right room matters. It just does. Being in the right room matters. And look, in our room, we have super strong core values, we don't allow negativity and meanness and passive aggressive bullying. We just don't. Our core value, one of them is we lift as we climb because we help, e help each other. None of us have it figured out. I don't even have it figured out. After 20 years in business, we take personal responsibility and we teach people how to not shame and blame others. And I think that a lot of people have this thrown at them in their childhood and likely this person thought it was their duty to tell me that I should be ashamed of myself, right? They're throwing shame at me. The thing is, I did not accept it. And I'll talk more about that in a moment too. But I, I want to go through some of these points because they're teaching moments, right? I find it fascinating. She also went on to say, and I, and I really want to share this with you because they're teaching moments, right? This is fantastic. She said, there's something about you that I found off with all capital letters, O-F-F. -F. Maybe it's your money obsession using photography that bugs me. <laughs> found this is interesting. I'm not sure if she's emphasizing that I have a money obsession or that I'm using photography to make money, but evidently they both bug her. But listen, I want to share a bit about why I love talking about money because this is really amazing and I hope it inspires you because I was inspired by someone else. We were all kind of taught, right? There are things we talk about and things we don't talk about. So all of society taught us to suppress any talk about money. And then I see all these people in the world who have terrible credit scores and, and are living in debt at their debt threshold. And it makes me crazy because you don't have to live your life this way. 
Luckily, my dad was an entrepreneur and he taught me about money. And we talked openly about it, but only at home, right? We, we didn't talk about it with friends and other people, but just in a business context, which is what we do here. But it's great because I came across this woman. Her name is Brooke Castillo, and I'm obsessed with her. But she teaches life coaches how to make money, right? She's teaching them how to make money. And life coaches are sort of in that vein of therapists in the world, right? They're not trained therapists, but they're helping people get through their head trash and keep moving forward. And so, you know, that's an industry where you have to have a master's degree practically to make minimum wage if you're going into any type of therapy. Like it just doesn't pay well. So she's always getting lambasted by people telling her, you shouldn't be teaching these people to make money as life coaches. They're meant to be servants, right? They're supposed to serve others. And I love listening to her field these questions, right? And, and she says, I'll never apologize about this because women need to know that they can make money and that they don't have to rely on a man or another person to take care of them. But this is what really impacted me and changed everything for me. I was listening to her podcast several years ago, and she talked about how that year she had made, you guys might want to sit down for this. $17 million working three days a week. I know, right? I had to pause the podcast and I had to rewind it, you know, where you go back 30 seconds and I had to listen again. I couldn't believe it because I'm thinking, how does someone make $17 million working three days a week? Like making any salary working three days a week sounds pretty good. But in my mind, that just wasn't even possible. And I had three kids and I was loving what I was doing, but I was working really hard, which is fine, right? I think as a society and my parents taught me, hey, good things come to those who work hard and hard work is, is a core value like that I grew up with and I'm a hard worker, my family's a hard worker and I love it and I, it was fine to me. And I think as a society, we value hard work and we're taught to value hard work. So when I heard her talking about how she was serving people, right? At a high level, making $17 million three days a week. I started to think, well, gosh, now my goal isn't necessarily to make $17 million. Maybe it should be, I don't know. But what, what would a realistic goal or, I mean, even an unrealistic goal be if I could work less and make more? right? What do I want to do in the world where I can have more impact, where I can help more people, where I can have more time to volunteer and work for charities and do the things I want to do? And heck, if I had $17 million, I know I'd be giving a lot more to charity. I have my own charity. My family does. We called it the Petty Cash Fund. We do a lot for local and national and international charities. We've raised over $80,000 for Operation Underground Railroad, where they're saving children from sex slavery. And we gave over $50,000 to Operation Smile with the, in the photography industry, where the dentists are going in and doing cleft palate and facial reconstruction surgeries, right? Like I'm having an impact in the small business that I'm in. Wow. Maybe I'm not thinking big enough. And Brooke Castillo and that one podcast changed everything about how I look at my life. And it's funny because after I heard that, my company started having major growth. We hit the Inc. 5000 list twice. We should hit it again this year. And I have an abundance mindset now. 
it's just really changed everything for me. And I hope that anyone who's here listening is also hearing this and thinking, whoa, maybe I should be looking at my business a little bit differently too, right? It's all about perspective. And I want to continue to be here to challenge you and show you possibilities that you're not seeing for yourself and that maybe you are shamed in your family for talking about money. And so you're not even allowing yourself to dream bigger and think about things in a bigger way. Okay. So I am more than happy to take the shame and blame by people who think I'm not helping people because I see the results every day from people I'm helping, both in my photography business and at Joy of Marketing, where I'm empowering other photographers to do what I'm doing and make their lives better, and it's fantastic. We even have awards at my event, Go Boutique Live, for photographers who donate over $1,000 to charity. It's become a core value with my community as well, which just gives me chili bumps, right? Like we lift as we climb and my students are just daily proof of that. Okay, let's keep going through these comments. And I want to address this one because I've actually heard this one before where people are looking for any possible way to discredit people who are mentoring and coaching others in something that they've mastered, right? This person said, be honest, you make your money from your courses, not from booking photo shoots with real clients. Okay. And again, this just really fascinates me. Fascinates me that anybody would be upset when someone who's mastered something is giving back to the community that they came from and teaching it right? Whether they're a dentist. I mean, there are dentists out there who have mastered their practice and then they're teaching other dentists how to do it, right? That's how we give back. That's how we give back. And I don't apologize for that either. I don't apologize for making money at Joy of Marketing, coaching photographers, because I'm saving them years of having to learn hard lessons the hard way. And here's the deal. I've made over $3 million in the last 25 years in just my photography business alone, okay? And that time, that's a lot of real, air quote, clients. It really is, right? I am still a photographer. I'm a working photographer. I got through 9-11. I got through 2008, the housing market crash when the economy tanked. And now a pandemic, right? I had to figure out how to get framing done and how to get my clients in and out and how to photograph without everyone wearing a mask, I know how to do this like the back of my hand and I'm still doing it. And look, you could drop me in a city where I know nobody, assuming it's in the US where they speak my same language and I could communicate and I could go get more real clients anytime I wanted. In fact, I get clients when I travel out of town. One of my biggest orders ever came from a state where I don't even live. It was like a 45 minute session. Okay, so I still do it all the time. And I think what makes me a great teacher isn't my MBA or my work as a marketing director at an advertising agency or that I've taught college business and marketing courses. It's because I've failed a ton in my own photography business, right? I have failed a ton. And listen, I own my failures and I am so proud of them. So people want to pull me down because of them. I'll say, hey, thank you. Thank you. I am so proud of that failure and I own it. I literally, I don't want to take any of those failures away. I don't want anyone else to try to take them away either because my failures are what created my airtight system that I teach, right? 
It's because I have a studio and a mortgage. Why does it bother people that I make this money teaching? Again, I don't understand it. That was my degree. I have a business and marketing undergrad and an MBA. It wasn't in photography, right? So anyway, there are a lot of people who will tell you um, who are out there teaching in the world. Yeah, I closed my photography business years ago because I'm just teaching. And those are people that I, I will caution you, like be careful of because if they're not still doing it, business changes all the time. And for me, like that's my first baby. Like I've had many chances to close my photography business and just teach and I don't want to. Instead, I doubled down and I built this gorgeous dream studio where I bring clients in, right? And I photograph them and I, I even still go outside. It, but also it allows me to bring my students here to see what it's like to check out, like what are the systems? How does she do this? I'm always investing in new materials. And yet when I travel, I have a camera and a reflector, right? So I know that I don't have to have a bunch of expensive equipment to do what I do. So as you can see, I, I get fascinated by this criticism. I really do. I also wonder when I get comments like this, why people have such an aversion to others, air quote, selling things, right? Like, I want you to like think about yourself as I'm talking about this, because I find this with a lot of my students when they come in, likely something happened in your childhood that's creating massive resistance towards other people selling things. Think about it. And I think it's really helpful to do some discovery there, like inner looking at, gosh, what happened to you when you were children? What did your parents say to you? What experiences have you had that are negative that have been taught to you, right? Or that you've experienced? Maybe your view is that, oh, salespeople, they're bad. Maybe someone took advantage of you or someone in your family, and now you associate that with all people who are selling anything, I had to dig out those experiences in my past and I had to realize, okay, that was just a situation that happened. And there are bad salespeople, heck yeah, but they're also great salespeople. And you can literally go to any industry. There are great doctors. There are terrible doctors. There are great college professors. There are terrible ones. There are, there's a spectrum in every single thing that there is to do in life. So don't judge a whole industry because of one experience that didn't work out your way. And personally, I have reframed selling to myself so much that I constantly talk about loving to buy and I even weave it into my passwords, right? I love to buy with a bunch of characters and codes and I love to sell, right? Because I want my subconscious to know that Look, I'm in business and I want the river to keep going. There's a stream, right? It starts and it flows. We take money in, we put money out. It keeps the river going. It keeps the economy going. It keeps us all living our best lives. And when we dam up that river, right? And we say, I'm taking the money, but I'm not going to give it. I'm not going to share it. I'm not going to buy anything. I'm just going to hoard it. I'm going to hold it tight because I have a scarcity mindset and I'm scared. What happens when you dam a river, right? It puddles up, the dead fish float to the surface, it gets stinky. That's what happens, right? Without that water flow. So the thing that I think is cool about business is that we are able to create products and services that solve problems for people and then we sell them, right? They have something of value, which is money, and they see more value in what we have, so we trade. They give us the paper, we give them our beautiful photography services. 
And there is nothing bad about that. I think it's amazing. And so if you're having some type of reaction or you're being triggered by what I'm saying, maybe hold some space for yourself to do some of the work here. Because if you're going to be an entrepreneur and you're going to be in business, you're going to sell things, you're going to have to do this work sooner or later. And I can tell that likely this person is struggling to monetize her business because she has so much resistance and negativity toward others who are teaching people how to make money and how to sell. So she likely doesn't see her own self-worth, okay? And I'm sure that someone here listening can relate to this. Can you? Can you relate to having negative feelings toward others who are successful because your fear and your doubt and all of those things inside of you are resisting allowing that success to come in. You can't have one without the other. You really can't. And here's the thing that I believe and I've seen happen in my own life over all these years is that what gives me more self-worth is when I actually invest in myself, right? When I'm putting money out there for myself, it makes me feel better about myself. When our clients buy photography from us, it makes them feel like a better parent. It makes them feel more excited and feel like their family is more valuable because they're investing money to showcase their family. Money does that, okay? Money does that. No matter how you look at it, I believe we're worth investing in, right? Whether we're buying artwork of our families, whether we're selling artwork of other people's families, whether you're investing in education to make money, even if you are, air quote, ignorant and air quote, new, (laughs) it doesn't matter. Invest in yourself, Okay, so now I have some tips for you when some of these negative things are coming at you. And look, you're entrepreneurs, you're putting yourself out there in your local market. And so one day something negative is coming your way. And so I wanna give you some things that can help you. And you might wanna grab a pen and paper and write this down. First off, realize this is about them, not you. True, I have zero shame here, okay? I have zero shame here. And I always think back to that quote that I shared earlier. All communication is either a loving response or a cry for help. Okay, so I just feel like this person probably has had a lot of shame thrown at her and is reacting to something happening in her life. I'm crystal clear on my mission and my passion, and I know I'm a good person. I know I'm making an amazing amount of change in the world, both in my photography business and in my coaching business. And so I I don't let that pull me down in one little bit, and you don't have to either. Number two, pause before you respond. I try not to let these things trigger me because it can be easy to just blow out the first thought like they did and type it right in, but you're only going to throw kerosene on a fire because typically people who do this are armed and they are ready to get into the battle, right? It's fight or flight. So I consider their perspective and I ask myself, hmm, is there anything of value here, right? Because sometimes coded in the meanness, sometimes there actually is some good feedback, right? And so for me, when I looked at this post, it inspired me to create this podcast because I thought, you know what? I can use this as a learning experience to help other people who might be struggling with these same issues toward other people. And I want to offer a different perspective. Okay. So pause before you respond. Number three, recognize that it's okay if people don't like you or don't like what you're doing or think you're charging too much or think you're ripping people off or whatever they think, okay? I'm giving you permission not to accept others' head trash, okay? I've had 
three clients, at least three that were close, right? I knew them. They'd come to me mostly more than once who lost someone that I had photographed. And this is all they had left in their life. And I couldn't give them their money back and take the images that I'd charge them for back. They would pay a hundred times what they paid me. And I'm not inexpensive and I don't apologize for that either. I'm sure if this person would see my prices at my studio, I would get a bunch more backlash. But I know that at the end of the day, at the end of people's lives, they're not going to be looking for that sofa they bought in 1972 or whatever it was. They're going to want that beautiful artwork that they invested in. So my loving response was, while I appreciate your opinion, I disagree. And I put a little heart emoji, of course, in orange. And I said, there's always a place to teach people about how to be better. Our culture here, meaning here, I put our culture is about positivity and encouragement. And I just wanted to leave it, you know, like, hey, let's agree to disagree. And I'm sending you off with love. Put my little heart. But this leads me to number four, which is don't take the bait, right? Because of course, people who post things like this are waiting for you to reply. So she posted more negativity and said a bunch of more things. And she just justified it by saying um, that she prefers honesty over positivity, right? Because I said our culture is about positivity and encouragement, but she believes that her negativity is honest and that's more important. Okay. And I'm not taking the bait on this one either because this isn't honesty, Okay, it isn't true and it isn't okay. So I'm not jumping in on it. I didn't respond. Look, number five, I want you to listen to this. As business owners, we need to hold ourselves to a higher standard. I was a high school and college athlete. And I remember being a little annoyed when our coaches would say, look, What's okay for the regular student body isn't okay for athletes because everybody's watching you. You're a role model, right? So if you're at a party and you're doing things that sure everybody else does, but you're an athlete, it's going to come back to you. People are going to judge you more harshly, right? Because everybody is envious often of athletes or of, of people who are in leadership positions for us as entrepreneurs, right? We're leaders in our community, we are leaders in our community and we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard because I want people to respect me in my community. So I always wonder this, as business owners, don't people know that everything you say and do online leaves a digital footprint? When you post publicly, your friends, your family, your clients, they could come across this. Even if it's in a group, right? It could come back to you because it's forever. It's forever. So I, I'm hoping that as you're listening, when you're faced with the opportunity to just go off on somebody online, even if they deserve it, I want you to hear my voice, right? Is future you going to be proud of what you did? Are your grandkids going to be proud of that? Okay, and I'm not perfect, you're not perfect, but I hope this just serves as a little reminder that things last when you type them out and hit return, okay? And lastly, the law of the mirror. Remember the law of the mirror, okay? The law of the mirror attracts who you are. So it attracts clients who treat you the way you treat others, okay? 
it's good to think about that. The fact, right, that we, we all attract what and who we are. If you look at your spouse or um, the, your friends and for us business owners, our clients. And look, I'm in a cornfield in Illinois and I don't have super wealthy clients. Some of you might just assume that, that I you know, have these wealthy clients who just come in and pour buckets of money on me. No, I, I don't live in Silicon Valley or New York City or any of these giant you know, cities with tons of wealth. I'm in a, in a normal community. Yeah, I have some clients who have some money, but I also have clients who don't, and I absolutely love them. It's really cool because in my photography business over the years, when I've messed things up, like I am the one who made the mistake, my clients come to me in the spirit of partnership and they're so kind because they know I'm going to fix it. And I do, right? They don't have to bring their knives <laughs> to the conversation. You just really don't need that. And at Joy of Marketing, I know when my peak performance coaching students come to me twice a year and I look out at them and, and they're learning and they're taking notes, like my heart just swells. It's like the Grinch when his heart keeps growing. I watch them in our community, in our coaching program, when they're there in front of my face, lifting each other up, helping each other, hopping on the phone with someone when they just bombed a session, brainstorming with the person who's stuck, sending each other mail, right? Just doing these amazing things for each other because that's the core value that we set. And it starts with you, right? It starts with me. So you can create anything you want in your life because there's a mirror out there. So become what you want to be and that's what's going to come back to you. I love the golden rule, right? Treat others the way you want to be treated. And really in my community, my students treat each other better than they want to be treated. It feels so good to live life that way and watch them. I'm like a proud little mama duck. I just am. And you are too. I hope. I hope you're that leader for your kids and your spouse or your partner and you're showing up as a way in your life that reflects on who you want to be and who you want to attract. Look, I hope today's podcast has helped at least someone here to see that, look, you can read these comments about yourself and not blow yourself up with self-doubt or self-hate. And you might be able to take some something important from what you've read I want you to know that what we do in our businesses help so many people and you don't have to let the naysayers pull you down, okay? You can listen to the yaysayers, which is what we do here, and know that you are a good human and you make mistakes and you say things the wrong way. But you know what? You can forgive yourself and you can move on. Now, it's likely that... With all the listeners here, many of you have been on that other side of the mean girl takedown, right? Know that it's happened to many of us. It's about them. It's not about you. And with all the listeners we have, I'm sure there's someone here who has done that. And maybe you feel bad for it. And what I would tell you is ask yourself, what did you learn from it? And how is it going to make you better next time, right? And then forgive yourself too, but if you are that one who's looking to blame others for all the things they're doing in the world that's wrong, you might consider that when you're throwing that blame and hatred toward them, that likely if they're a strong person, they, especially if they're a coach or a mentor, they have so much conviction to help others that your comments are going to bounce off and probably boomerang right back to you 
in a stronger way than your intent was to pull them down, right? I just believe we get so much further in life by lifting up, not pulling down. So listen, and I say this with love, if you do not want to hear someone talk about how to create a successful photography business so that you can have more money in your life, so that you can have more time with your family, someone who gives you strategies for increasing your sales, right? And marketing to reach more people and make more money. And this does not resonate with you or heck, if it triggers you, peace out and listen, Truly go find a mentor who resonates with you. And if you're realizing maybe just the whole concept of making a business and making money is what is rubbing you wrong, go find a job or a way to make money that doesn't rely on you asking people for money, right? Go for that guaranteed steady paycheck. There is nothing wrong with that. You can unsubscribe for everything I put out. And listen, we don't have control over who sees our ads, so you know what? You're just going to have to look away when they pop up. If they pop up and eventually they'll go away because I think there's someone for everyone. And I hope you invest in yourself and growing your skills. I want that for all of us, right? To bring out our best self. And for those of you who maybe don't have someone in your family mentoring you about money positivity, let's start a thing, right? Can we money positivity? I am here for you. When you hear me talk about how you can make more money to serve your clients better and serve yourself and your family, you might consider that, whoa, I'm not thinking big enough and this could improve my life and people can thank me for it. Truly think about this. What if your camera and your love for people could help you provide more for your family and you are seen as a leader in your community and you can give more to charity, have more time to volunteer and be the parent and friend that you want to be in your life. I get to do all of those things because I make money. Okay? Wouldn't that be cool? I know it would be cool for you. So listen, to be able to help more of you, just know that I am doubling down on talking about money. Money, 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 money. Even if that means getting served with an occasional cup of haterade. I'm fine with it because I know the power of what we teach and I know you can do this and I believe in you. So I am bringing that honest positivity to all of you today because what we do is important and the world needs photography. The world needs to celebrate the people that they love and they need to ditch the digitals and I'm not apologizing about any of it doesn't matter if your goal is $17 million a year working three days a week. There is more money for you working fewer hours. I know you can do it and I believe in you. Now let's lift each other up and go do it. Hey photographer, I've been dying to share some pretty big news with you and now I finally can. The only three-day event in the world for boutique photographers is back this coming February 28th, March 1st, and 2nd of 2023. It's three whole days of nothing you've ever experienced. Connection, learning, growing, and renewing your passion for your boutique photography business. And the best part? Go Boutique Live is happening online. So no plane ticket or hotel costs, 
No travel hassles, just you and me and a killer lineup of incredible speakers pouring into you and your business for three whole days. We will be interacting live, chatting, answering your questions, and immersing you in all things boutique. Not to mention you get a big box of really cool boutique photographer swag too. Tickets are on sale now, but there are a very limited number of tickets available for the 2023 event. So grab your ticket now at goboutiquelive.com. That's goboutiquelive.com. And I can't wait to see you there.